You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Clapback Culture. I'm your host, Jules Jesse, and I am so glad to be here. Um, Happy Friday Eve, you guys. Tomorrow is Friday, and I know one thing. I am looking forward to the weekend coming up. My work week has been quite busy, even though this was a short week for us, um, because we did have the opportunity to celebrate Father's Day and Juneteenth last Sunday, Monday-ish. So... It was a really good three-day weekend. I'm seeing you guys pull up in the chat right now. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Sorry we are a little bit behind schedule, but guess what? We're going to just jump right into the ones and twos of the show. So here we go. You guys know what's been taking up the headlines, and that is the new timeline from the Uvalde police, you guys. And basically, there is new camera footage that has um, come up. Um, after a law enforcement investigation. And it shows that officers were ready and equipped, ready to go. So there's been a lot of conflicting stories about who was in charge, who was to give orders, and why those officers did not go into the school um, sooner. And we're talking about a whole 77 minutes. That's the timeline. You know, I broke down that timeline once before here on my show. um, And so I won't do the same thing now. But, you know, the officers in the hallway at Rob Elementary, when I say they were ready, guns blazing, they literally were ready and guns blazing. Um, one of the officer's daughters was inside and another officer, it was his wife who was a teacher. Um, and his the, his wife, you know, called her husband and said that she was actually there and bleeding to death. So that is one of those things. There's, again, a lot of conflicting stories and information about who was in charge and why they didn't go and confront the shooter. Um, but I don't know, you guys, what are your thoughts here? I mean, I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious to know, um, how this situation will be rectified now that we have more information. It's a, it's a sad story. Um, and I'm just wondering why, you know, they waited for the border patrol, that tactical team to come in if there was, if there were officers, willing and ready to go because it wasn't that the officers there weren't ready to go in it was that they didn't have the orders to go in and so i'm not exactly sure how that works in terms of law enforcement you guys but that's a lot to consider you know what i'm saying if it were my baby up in there um you know you gotta think those parents were outside those uh the community was outside and they were ready to go in. So we're going to hear more about what happened outside of classrooms uh, uh, 111 and 112. Um, There are also stories um, and information coming up that those doors were actually not even locked, that officers didn't even try to access um, to get in that. So this is a devastating um, situation. And the more we find out, it's just even more um, devastating. And so these people need to be held accountable. Um, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, y'all. Listen, I had no idea Walmart was giving out this type of dough cheese. Okay. 
Walmart has been offering, in fact, but is continuing to offer a $200,000 salary for store managers. Um, but the question is, why is the company worried about this hiring? This sounds crazy. First of all, it's crazy because this is a tight labor market, right? People are not going back to work. In fact, $4.5 million is the statistic right now of people quitting their jobs. Y'all heard Beyonce's new song. She is encouraging people to quit their, their jobs, honey. But Walmart is thinking, how can we get people to come back? Now, Walmart typically, according to this article that I read in uh, WSJ, they typically pay an annual salary of $200 plus, which is over $129,000 more um, than other retail uh, store managers pay their store managers. So this is a lot of money, you guys. And executives say that the talent pool is just not the same and they don't anticipate it being the same in the next three years. So they're coming up with new tactics. They have a college-led um, a college -led program to, got, to try to get candidates straight out of college, get them into uh, the Walmart company um, at a starting salary, base salary of about 65,000, moving them into this management kind of position. I don't know, are y'all jumping ship and going over to Walmart for that good $200,000 salary? I don't, I, listen, you, you couldn't convince me. That's like, it's just one of those jobs I'm not gonna be interested in. The role of a retail manager, you guys, it's just too high pressure, too many long hours. You're talking about nights, weekends, holidays. No, baby, 200,000 is not worth my time, okay? That could just be my millennial spirit feeling like that, but believe me, can't do it, won't do it. Um, Cuddy, I have another story that I want to talk about. Um, hopefully we have the video. If you just want to let me know if we have the video already, I'll play that. But you guys, over the weekend, there's a huge mall um, near D.C. in the DMV area. It's actually in Virginia. It's called Tyson's Corner Center Mall. I don't know if you guys heard about this on the national level, but I initially saw this going viral of there was a shooting, like a mass shooting that happened at Tyson's Corner. I'm seeing all of these videos on social media, people running out of the mall, um, all of these like alerts going off on my phone, don't come down here, X, Y, and Z. And it turns out there is a 22-year-old DC rapper in custody after the shooting incident because he was fighting and shot at someone in the mall. We do have a clip, or do we? Do we have a clip, Cuddy? Great, we have a clip. I'm gonna play you guys the clip and then we'll come back and talk about what happened next. Charlotte Fairfax County Police saying they have the names of those involved in this shooting and that they plan to charge the parties connected to the chaos that ensued this afternoon. This fight caught on cell phone video on the second floor of the Tyson's Corner Center is what is thought to have led to a shooting inside the mall just before 2.45 this afternoon. They were getting in a fight and someone pulled out a gun. They shot, but they no one was injured. Fairfax County Police saying multiple gunshots were fired. <laughs> Hundreds of shoppers ran towards the exits. I felt so scared, but I was with a lot of people and I didn't want them to feel scared too so I made sure we got away and we ran away. Three people were transported to receive medical attention due to the chaotic exit. 
Others sheltered in place. I'm a school employee, so I, we live with this fear every day. Lisa said she feared the worst trying to locate her teen daughter and friends. It was gunshots and there were people screaming and running. A tearful reunion for Jennifer and her mother at this nearby gas station. I was with my nephew, so my main priority was protecting my nephew. Several witnesses that stayed on scene. And when I say several double digits worth of people, 20 plus people here. Police saying that the surveillance video from hundreds of cameras will be key in the investigation. We will capture and we will hold accountable the persons involved for this melee, this reckless discharging of a firearm. The Fairfax County Police Chief saying that the presence of his officers at this mall was key and that he will have an update tomorrow or Monday at the latest. In Tyson's Corner, Rafael Sanchez Cruz, WUSA 9. All right, guys, so there you have it. And I know I'm laughing at this story, and it's not quite a laughing matter, but it is because no one was hurt except for those um, people who got kind of trampled on their way out the mall. We hope they're okay. But this story is actually more ridiculous than I actually have aired in this clip because more has come out since I built the show, you guys. So this is a 22-year-old kid, a young adult. He is, um, in fact, he was arrested. He turned himself in. He took the time to post on his social media to let his fans know, uh, you know, I love y'all. Forgive me for letting you down. Um, he has a, a big presence on Spotify um, and a big, uh, a big presence on Instagram. In fact, you guys, uh, the Washington Post actually named him in 2021 as one of the top five rappers to watch. So let me just let you guys know just how ghetto this is. Why the hell? Would you try to get after your man in Tyson's Corner Mall of all places? I mean, there is surveillance everywhere. One of the police officers actually released a statement that said, obviously we have video. We still have photographs. They clearly depict, they clearly depict what happened that day. So if you're gonna go after and fight someone and shoot somebody, the last place you wanna do it is in a mall especially somewhere like Tyson's Corner Mall, which is like a luxury mall of all things. So this was stupid. Um, I mean, I, I just, police were able to respond within the last, in the next five minutes. On top of the fact, you guys, I forgot to leave this beautiful detail out. His homeboy who was next to him recorded the whole thing on Instagram Live. What idiot, I mean, listen, these kids keep getting dumber and dumber. Every single thing is on camera. Every single thing is on social media. Next time you want to fight and shoot somebody, don't pull out your phone and don't do it in a mall. It's probably the stupidest thing you can ever do because you're going to get caught. So now he has turned into a viral meme. A lot of the people in and around the DMV that know him and have heard some of the audio from the fight clip are actually using it to basically laugh at him. So this young guy he has thrown his whole career away. Maybe he feels like this is gonna give him some street credibility, but this is just absolutely stupid to me. And listen, glad this was not a mass shooting at the mall, but definitely something to, I guess just share with you guys. You know what I'm saying? Just idiots being idiots, okay? 
<laughs> another thing that happened over the weekend that made me laugh and really just like tore my heartstrings was President Joe Biden. You guys, I know you saw this clip of President Biden falling <laughs> off his bike. He was celebrating his 45th anniversary with his beautiful wife. And they typically go on bike rides when they visit Delaware. Well, our boy fell off the bike. We got a clip. Let's play it and we'll come back and talk about it. I keep on taking these, these things off. I got my foot caught in it. Mr. President, made up your mind on China Towers, Mr. President. And I'm ready to go. All right, guys. See you. Oh, man. It's such... It, I'm sorry. Fall videos are extremely hilarious. Um, President Joe Biden, you are no exemption to the rule. Um, Joe Biden is 79 years old, you guys. And this, you know, when you start getting up in age, a fall, you know, we got to start medically recording them. A fall can take your ass out. So glad to know our president is good. He said his toe got caught in one of the bike clips. I don't know how people ride with those things on. Like, and they're super dangerous. I understand why he fell. Okay. When you get your foot caught up in that toe clip, it is no good. But he fell. He got back up. He took the time to talk to reporters and some of uh, supporters and answered some questions. So he got back up and kept on writing. Um, I love it. I mean, he just dusted it off like nothing even happened. I don't think we, uh, could see a lighter side, a more human side of uh, Joe Biden. So not to say I wanted to see him fall, but it definitely was a moment where it was kind of like it brought him back down to the same level as you and I. So hopefully our president is not sore. He's doing well. Um, yeah. And he probably enjoyed a great anniversary weekend um, with Jill Biden, our first lady. Well, look, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I want us to sit down and give you some updates on some of the trending stories that we've talked about once before. I have some updates on Brittany Garner. And guess what, you guys? Academics. The DJ I mentioned who was talking about sleeping with underage girls, he released a statement. We're going to talk about it as soon as we come back from break. Stay tuned. You're watching Clapback Culture. Everyone's invited to the prom. From the creators of the Book of Mormon, Elf and the Drowsy Chaperone, The Prom is a musical comedy about big Broadway stars on a mission to change the world and the love they discover that unites them all. The Prom makes you believe in musical comedy again. So full of happiness that you think your heart is about to burst. Everyone deserves a chance to celebrate. On sale now, tickets at fifthavenue.org. 
When the pandemic hit, it did affect me as a barber. I had my own personal reasons why I didn't get vaccinated. At the time, I didn't check the actual source. I thought the vaccine was developed too fast, but I was talking to a doctor and he was telling me more about the vaccine and what it could do to protect us and our family. I wanted to get back to that once was, right? I do feel safe knowing that I am vaccinated. I just hope what I'm saying is reaching into people's heads to know that this is the best decision for all of us. All right, y'all, welcome back to Clapback Culture. I'm your host, Jules Jesse, and I am so glad to be here with you, y'all. So we got some updates on the Brittany uh, Griner situation, and it ain't looking good, you guys. Um, according to an article in the New York Post, a spokesperson for the Kremlin said that Brittany Griner um, is not being considered a hostage. I believe we have a clip. We're going to play that, and we'll come back and talk about it. To, to bring some forbidden essences and uh, materials to this country. And it is prosecuted by Russian laws. The special presidential envoy for hostage affairs is now leading the US effort uh, to secure Brittany Griner's release. So the US government is now approaching this as a hostage situation. I would strongly disagree with that. We cannot call her hostage. She violated Russian law. And now she's being prosecuted. Mm, and now she's being prosecuted, honey. He goes on to say that why should we make an exemption? Because she is a foreign citizen. Y'all, what is going on here? For a second, I really was hopeful that this WNBA superstar was on her way back home. You're right, Leon. This is a scary situation. I feel bad for her and her family, her poor wife. I mean, has just been without her for so long. This is a really, really, really difficult and sticky situation. Um, as you guys remember, she has been been detained, excuse me, since February, you guys, um, for illegal, allegedly illegally smuggling in um, hashish oil into the country. So she's facing five to 10 years in, in a Russian prison prison if she is convicted on these drug smuggling charges. I mean, I thought, I thought, I honestly really thought, you guys, I thought for a moment that Griner was gonna be able to get up and get out of there, but you just never know. I mean, the Kremlin, Putin, all of them in the mix, they ain't letting nobody go. Um, so, We'll see. I mean, they're saying that she's not being considered a hostage. I mean, this does seem like a hostile situation. Uh, we'll see. We're going to keep praying for her. When we do get some more information, we'll update you. But I mean, I don't know. Uh, Gretchen, I don't care if she had MJ or not. If she did, her manager should have protected her. Hello. I am so worried. Um, Gretchen, so you're saying basically that her manager should have protected her and that she shouldn't have brought carried in that hashish oil to begin with. Listen, you guys, when I lived in East Africa, there was absolutely never, never a time where I thought that I would just put something in my bag and think I was going to get it through customs, especially not in a country like Russia. OK, um, listen, when you guys go overseas, you go abroad, you absolutely do not want to fool around with drugs. Okay. Like, do y'all not watch Locked Up and Abroad? I mean, come on, Brittany. Come on, my good sis. I mean, I think it's giving, she probably 
um, in theory, may have done this once or twice before while she was over there playing in the league. And then, you know, this situation got a little bit more convoluted when the Ukrainian war popped off. So she's just caught in between this heightened tension right now between, you know, Moscow and really Washington over uh, Russia's um, imminent invasion of Ukraine. So I think that's kind of where all of this is just getting a little bit deeper uh, because, you know, nine times out of 10, she may have been able to get through with this. But listen, wouldn't be me. I'm not even playing like that. I know a lot of people who do that. They travel to Mexico. They take their little marijuana, all that BS. Uh-uh-uh, it ain't worth it. Listen, just get it when you're there, okay? If you a smoker, you need your little marijuana, all your, listen, no, no, uh, no shade, but protect yourself at all times because you could be facing five to 10 in a Russian prison. And it's given, it's not enough, there's not enough ways to get high to, 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 to give that type of time back, okay? So, I don't know. I mean, uh, Harry is saying, you know, she is definitely a hostage, a woman with no criminal background with some freaking weed oil. This is crazy. I agree. I agree. It is crazy. But at the same time, this is foreign customs. And we see this so often. I'm telling you guys, locked up and abroad is not going nowhere. Y'all don't, don't be watching what I be watching. Locked up and abroad is real, okay? People be getting jammed up for a long time life sentences i ain't playing with listen i don't i barely want to play in the u.s so i'm definitely not going to play around in a country like russia did you did you guys hear about this this is a really sad story that i'm going to report to you guys it's sad it's disappointing and i hope you're just as angry and outraged as me after i tell you a little bit more about it this man dedicated 20 years of service to Burger King, y'all. He never missed a day of work in 27 years. And they gifted him $27 worth of trinkets and a goodie bag, child. They, it couldn't be me. Uh, let's go ahead and play the clip and we'll come back and talk about it. Movie ticket. Thank you very much. And I also got a bag of Reese's. Um, this is very nice. From Starbucks, thank you guys. And uh, it's like a lanyard, um, two pins, and a couple of cheese, cheese and, and two lifesavers. Uh, so it's good to show what they, you know their appreciation for, uh, for loyalty. And for all you've done for the company, this is why more for what for 27 years. Thank you, guys. Did y'all notice they gave the man one movie ticket? Not even two. So he still has to pay if he wants someone else to go with him. They got the man one movie ticket, a Starbucks cup, a Reese's peanut butter cup. I, I don't have any words. For a man who never missed work for 20 set, first of all, he's looking young as hell. Okay, let's just start there. You looking good, bruh. 27 years of service at Burger King and the people won't even break you off a more a $27 worth goodie bag. Like, come on, man. That's given in a clear bag to make sure he doesn't steal anything on the way out. Thank you, Leon.
Um, I did see on Instagram, uh, I could not find it, but I did see on Instagram that a social media influencer did have this guy on her Instagram live. And it looks like some uh, some citizens and just some people who really wanted to give this guy more because of how outraged they were, uh, wanted to give him more. I don't know exactly what he got, but I am hoping that somebody looked out for the cookout. But golly, man, Burger King. Tighten up. If you have an employee who's worked for you for 27 years, first of all, let's just start with employee retention. Okay. Even if the man did show up late or called out the fact that he has been employed for 27 years, that is loyalty. Okay. That's real loyalty. So let's just go from there. And he should absolutely be rewarded and not with a clear bag full of trinkets, okay? I am disgusted. This is a broke, busted, and disgusted situation. Um, but I, I love that there are still people committed to service in this way. I bet you he does great at the Burger King, okay? Let me go get one of those flame broiled uh, whoppers, okay, and, and where he works at. Y'all, if I find his uh, cash app, or a GoFundMe for this man, I'm absolutely going to add to it and I'm going to share it with you guys because he deserves more and he deserves better, okay? I've never been somewhere on time for 27 days straight in a row. So this guy is a good guy. Shout out to him. And um, I don't know, maybe maybe this the 17-year-old kid who worked there just said, let me just put some stuff together and bring it. You know, I don't know. I don't know, but come on. I don't like it. All right, y'all. I told you that DJ Academics had some comments, um, finally, uh, to say about or to basically address his comments, his leaked audio about sleeping with underage girls. And he says that it was taken out of context. Now, typically I would not agree, but this time I may, you guys. So here's what he said. So let me back up a little bit. Um, he, if you guys remember, he was saying that you don't have to check a girl's ID. If they're 17 and they're in college, they can still get that D. Okay. So everybody was saying like, dang academics. So you're willing to just sleep with underage girls. Like that's what it's given. Like you ain't trying to check nobody's ID. So here is, and Cuddy can put it back up. Here is his comment on that. He says, what I was trying to say is that either you're 21 to 20, right? and someone's like 17. This is only in the college dynamic because they put four years of kids together just like they do in high school. I was, what he was trying to say is, I usually there's not much of a difference. Like when you're in college, you don't really see the difference and I still believe that. All right. Now, when I went to Norfolk State University, I was 18, no. I was 18 and I turned 19, but there were students that were 17, okay? Rodney started college at 16 or 15, right? So he was super young when he started college. In fact, I never asked anybody their age on campus, right? I wasn't like, I just, you know, if you were a student there, you were a student there. I never asked how old you were. I guess I just assumed everybody was an adult. We were in a safe kind of environment. So while his comments were disgusting, I do agree that they were perhaps taken a bit out of context 
um, in this situation only. So I would agree that on a college campus, within that setting with college students only, not people coming to visit the school, but on a college setting, you, you're not going around and asking people how old they are, okay? What you will ask is, you know, what grade are you? Like, are you a freshman? Are you sophomore, junior, senior? Um, but you're not really gonna say like, are you are you 18? Um, and typically students who are younger, and I see uh, Mama Walden saying that Kun, he was 16 and a freshman at, at ECSU. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you disclose that information. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I had no idea how old Rodney was. I just, actually, it was funny because I didn't even know how old he was until actually three years of us being friends. And when he told me, I was like, dang, you're only a year older than me. I thought you were like four years older than me. So I had made an assumption about how old I thought he was based on what grade he was in. So what do you guys think about this dynamic? Um, I see Leon put up a question, seniors dating freshmen. That's tacky at best. Oh, no, 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 Leon. Let me tell you. Seniors date a lot of freshmen, okay? And freshmen are definitely dating seniors, okay? Um, I don't know if I think it's tacky. I think it just depends on the situation, the scenario. It happens so often than not. Um, it is quite the norm, especially on an HBCU campus where it's just like you just, you're just going with whoever you're going with, you know, because you might have classes with seniors or juniors or freshmen. Everything is just mixed in. All your clubs are mixed in. You're not really thinking about it. So academics, I'm going to give you a wild boy pass on this because I agree that on a college campus only, you are not checking ID. But that doesn't make it okay to be 17 and sleeping with, you know, or being an older guy and sleeping with 17 year old underage girls. Okay. Please don't go on the prowl and start dating looking for underage girls. Date girls with consent. Okay. If you can look for their college ID, you probably can look for their driver's license. So let's just, let's just keep it safe. You guys, you don't want any charges. Keep it safe. Wrap it up. Have a good time. And listen, if you're an underage girl or boy, Disclose your age, okay? Let somebody know. All right, y'all. Well, I see I didn't get too much pushback from that, but I have one last topic I wanna bring to you. I think we'll take, we have enough time for another break. We're gonna take one small break, but when we come back, I want to talk to you guys about um, a story that actually it just popped on the headlines um, yesterday. And it's about a 21 year old babysitter that is now facing murder charges for a almost two year old child um, that was in her care. So we're gonna come back and talk about it. That's my clapback, stay tuned. All right, y'all, welcome back to Clapback Culture. I'm your host, Jules Jesse. Sad, but very true story, y'all. The Clapback Award tonight is going to Kimora Hodges. She was charged today, you guys, with one count of open murder in the death of Kyrie, who would have turned to this July. She is 21 years old, you guys, and she was the babysitter, babysitting this beautiful um, baby who suffered from blunt force trauma to the head. Um, Taylor Starks, the boy's mother, reportedly picked up her son from a from her neighbor and babysitter, Kamora Hodges. So it's, she's the neighbor and the babysitter. She has watched the baby off and on for the last couple of months. And Kamora 
told the mom, the 18 year old mother, these kids are young, you guys. Uh, she told the mom that the baby had been suffering from what she believed to be an allergic reaction because the baby ate some soap. Well, the mom rushed home, grabbed the baby and took the baby to the hospital who was actually seizing and had blood coming out of his ears. And the hospital reported that it was actually due to blunt force trauma to the head. Um, and the baby was on life support from those trauma wounds and required brain surgery. Unfortunately, the baby didn't make it. He passed away um, yesterday night. And this is such a sad story. Um, Kamora Hodges was originally arrested on June the 14th. So this has been going on a couple days now um, and was on bond for $250,000. This was before the baby passed away. Those charges were upda updated today um, to that murder charge, as I mentioned before. And it, it's just, what the hell is going on? I mean, in one of the reports that I read, actually in more than one of the reports that I read, um, the police officer said that the babysitter was very remorseful, that she was really forthcoming in terms of what happened and what she did. Um, you know, the Kyrie's mother reported uh, that she learned her son suffered from blunt force trauma by the police and that she um, threw the baby against the wall. Why? I just I don't understand. You know, some of my friends who are, are moms, they DM me about this story and um my friend, she she has three kids and she said the girl wouldn't even have made it to jail. OK, I am just so confused about how a situation like this happens and how you can egregiously attack a baby, a beautiful baby. Can we put the overlay back up? Look at how beautiful this little boy is. I mean, he's just absolutely gorgeous. And it's one of those situations where, oh, Okay. It's one of those situations where, you know, I'm just confused about what happened. You know what I'm saying? What could have happened um, that would make someone so angry to smash the baby, you know, against a wall and, and cause so much brain damage. So the clap back is going to 21 year old Kamor Hodges. She is facing those child abuse allegations. Her life is over. Okay, in a situation like this, your life is over. Um, a judge is going to look at this and throw away the key. This is a beautiful little boy. If we can just put that right back up there, that'd be great. But other than that, you guys, I mean, I, I really just don't have anything more to say about the situation. It's that heartbreaking. So that's our show tonight, you guys. Uh, I thank you so much for tuning in with me on this Thursday episode of Clapback Culture. When I am not here on the show, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Treasure of J U L E S. Please pull up and follow me. And also on Instagram at Clapback Culture. I'm going to be uploading all of the full shows. Thank you, Cuddy, for clipping out all of our clips this week for the show. I'm going to make sure to get those up and out there for you guys. But I appreciate you watching. I will be back next week, same time, same place. Until then, I'll catch you next week. Peace.
Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.